Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know him from No Dunks on The Athletic. He is the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey. Hey, yo. So so happy to be talking to y'all tonight. Thank you so much for being here. What a joy and a pleasure for us. Yeah. Uh, I honestly feel the same from the within two hours after uh, we had we announced that our name was going to be no dunks. People are like, you guys got to do something with dunk town. I was like, well, it only makes sense. Like we only took six months since then. I've been, it's been all building to this. Amazing. That is so cool. I love that. We are huge fans of you guys. Yeah. Your show's great for anyone who hasn't heard. It's, it's like a, a fun, silly show in the same way that ours is. It's like, and, and your, um, your old show, the starters, like it was always just like a bunch of friends hanging out, which I think for people who are like new to the league or, you know, anyone who isn't like a tough jock guy yeah (laughs) it's like this is cool this is more fun for sure oh well i appreciate that i am not coming off like a tough jock guy i very much appreciate (laughs) that um but yeah uh that's 100 percent the vibe we're trying to achieve on the show no matter what iteration it's took it's friends hanging out talking about basketball because in real life we are friends like we spend time together outside of the studio outside of uh making shows together we're actually you know playing basketball or making dinner together or going to see something whatever it is we are legitimate friends like you know my my daughters consider skeets and tass their uncles so uh, (laughs) i know it is cute cute. Uh, i love that it is a it's true friendship behind the no dunks uh engine for sure that's what what do they call skeets um they call him uncle phil spoiler (laughs) alert uh yeah uncle phil uncle tass cute Uh, but yeah i i don't know if they've ever really put together the fact that he has a different name on the show because you know they've watched (laughs) the show they've also um listened to the podcast that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but they still i mean when they see him come on tv that's uncle phil oh very cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for anyone wondering me and anastasia are also real friends outside the show (laughs) we hang out all the time i actually typically see agata six out of seven days a week (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true we're always working on we're working hard on dunktown stuff for you guys or just like you're hanging out just (laughs) watching love is blind yeah (laughs) see but that's work too that's the important stuff people like hearing you talk about basketball there's no doubt people like hearing us talk about basketball but more importantly, they like hearing about you and your personality For and sure. behind the scenes and all the stuff that makes you a real person, not just somebody who's going to come on and start talking about points per 100 possessions or something like that. They want to yeah. know that you yeah. like Love is Blind. I just found out it was filmed in Atlanta. And that to me oh, was really? like the reason to start watching it. <laughs> oh, they my God. At my gas station. You now have I got to see it. what's going on here. You absolutely have to watch it. It is an insane show. If anyone hasn't heard about it, you it's like people that get engaged to each other without ever seeing each other. It's just from talking through a wall. And then they have to go to a go on a trip and then move in and plan their wedding. And it it's all within like a very short time frame. It is wild and very entertaining. I also, highly recommend it. Trey, one of the women on there, it it just her name is Diamond and it just says her profession is professional basketball dancer she's a hawks dancer and we found out she's a hawks yeah. dancer well i mean it's the only game in town it's gotta be that makes sense 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Who, wow, where else so would she be? <laughs> she's. Uh, I guess she's going to be blowing up after this. I believe it. I mean, she kind of got like treated really poorly on the show. So yeah. I hope Uh-oh. that people are being nice to her. Yeah, but you know, you might see her at the next Hawks game you go to. Well, I guarantee I will see her because I will 100% be looking. As soon as you tell me that there is any sort of an NBA tie-in to any sort of thing that has penetrated the pop culture landscape, it's like 100,000 Googles deep to figure out what's exactly going on here. We're hitting up the Instagrams to see what kind of spots she's frequenting. We got to know exactly what's going on in the city of Atlanta and the relation to the Hawks. Because, I mean, if she's taken L's on Love is Blind, mm-hmm. that doesn't factor in well for the Hawks as well. You know, it's been a tough <laughs> season already. And if she's going to go out here and be getting trashed all over the internet, it's well, another I, tough one for Atlanta. I feel like she... she It wasn't her fault. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. And I think uh, she This was, is all spoilers. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad now that we're spoiling it a little bit. But she... No, she, go for it. I, I, love is Blind. Also, I am blind to what's going on in this show. <laughs> I just know there is a big reveal at the end. Um, yeah. Well, the reveal at the end is who gets married. And sure. it's like, it, there's like five couples. So you have to keep track of who actually likes each other enough by the end to get married. And it sounds like not diamond. It sounds oh. like things aren't looking up. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> you gotta watch. Uh, yeah. We can't say anymore without ruining wow. it. But, you know, you gotta watch it. it uh, that's your tease. city. <laughs> all right Trey, let's let's hear a little bit more about your history how did you get into basketball uh my dad 100 percent, my dad my dad uh played basketball at lincoln christian college growing up when he was a young man and just was always basketball was his number one favorite sport uh, but like a lot of kids when i grew up i was a baseball fan first um that happened a lot in the 90s i can remember one of the biggest fights I ever got in with my dad was that he kept calling me by my name, Trey, instead of Ryan Sandberg. I was like, hey, man, I'm the second baseman for the Cubs. You better recognize. <laughs> but around, I was like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. 40 home runs from the two bed? Crazy. You're, you're right. I should have known. <laughs> oh, what a silver slugger he is. Uh, but yeah, so like that's like imprinted in my mind, just wanting to be a baseball player mm-hmm. until, you know, I'm about six, seven years old. My dad, obviously a big basketball fan, and Michael Jordan is there with the Chicago Bulls. They won their first championship when I was seven years old, and I lived, you know, 40 miles outside of Chicago at the time. Um, So, from then on, I was hooked, and now I think back, okay, what's my earliest memory of basketball? What's my earliest memory of basketball? And literally every time it comes back to the 1991 season, because like even then it was, I don't know, like the run TMC Warriors were around. They were on NBA inside stuff. They had that... You're unbelievable. That song, <laughs> uh, like that song, I kept everything I kept looking up, up that reminded me of the earliest thing I could think of a basketball, 1990-91. So that was it for me, you know. Jordan was the main reason. And then obviously just the proliferation of highlights. Like I found out what Sports Center was and I started just remembering and getting interested in that kind of stuff. And, you know, being very close to the Bulls and Michael Jordan when they're in their prime, winning a ton of championships, it was impossible not to be hooked. Amazing. Your dad must have been like, thank you, Michael Jordan, for getting my son into <laughs> basketball. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I, I definitely had, you know, like a Dr. J hoop, which is like my dad's era favorite player. And I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, Dr. J is quite the sales uh, for, you know, a seven-year-old boy. I'm like, who's this old man? Give me the ball, that guy. Uh, but yeah, it, it worked out all right because, you know, obviously somehow my life has turned into being able to work doing basketball stuff. So right. 
pretty cool. Amazing. Are you you're still a Bulls fan now then? Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm still a huge Bulls fan. And How are you feeling about these these guys? <sighs> this is this is one of the saddest seasons to me, but I'm still Aww. trying to stay positive because that was my New Year's resolution 2020. We're looking at everything. We're flipping it. We're going 100% <laughs> positive here. I know okay. the Bulls are terrible. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But there was enough hype coming into the season that people were excited. I was excited. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep uh, that positive mindset, despite the fact that they've lost to the Knicks like three times this season, that they are amongst the worst teams in the league. And that yeah. the only thing that people really know about the Bulls is that Zach Levine wouldn't go in the dunk contest and they have a fool for a head coach. Like, those are the only things that anybody knows. Uh, kind of a sad situation to be in, but... um you I have one of the the cutest rookies, Kobe White. That's true. You've got he's you've super got... cute, um, and he's fun to watch. And he's actually been playing really well lately. So he has. You know, at least they there's been a little bit of optimism late in the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. When when one of the selling points is you have a very cute rookie, you know, the rest <laughs> of everything isn't going well. Well, to us, that's one of the most important things. That is, yeah. And Zach Levine is a total cutie. Like uh, absolutely, he, he seems like a nice guy. He's good at dunking. Yeah. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% with you. At least it's a good basis. At least the Bulls, if they're not going to be looking good on the court, at least they're just looking good in general. Right. You know, I'd rather have a cute team than a non-cute team. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. If you're going to be bad, at least be cute. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to be looking at them all, all the time. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, right. So on that note, um, which bull would you kiss? I mean, you can choose all-time bulls. All-time bull? Joakim Noah, for sure, is who I would kiss. Mm. Uh, he's like, um, after after the Bulls dynasty era, he is my number one favorite bull of all time. He just really embodied what the <laughs> Bulls were all about at that time. To- uh, you know, when they had the Derrick Rose, Luol Dang era, and they almost got mm-hmm. close to winning. And I don't know. I just feel like I would vibe with Joakim Noah. Okay. We seem to have a... a he's quite got a, few a lot of hair. We're, we're yeah, looking exactly. at him on Google uh, right now. I wanted my hair as long as Joakim Noah since he came to the Bulls. And I just never had the focus and the dedication to do it. And then, you know, I had a kid. She had beautiful long hair. She's like, you should have long hair like me. I'm like, I can and I will. But let me tell you, it takes a long time to get long hair. Oh, Way yeah. longer than you would think. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, you don't so have to tell us. Upkeep, we, we both have long hair. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, <laughs> it's a lot to manage. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It you, is hard. You have... A very impressive beard. Yeah. What what <laughs> beard maintenance you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go for uh, a trim like every two months, just because okay. the longer it gets, the the thicker it gets underneath, and I feel like my face, the shape of my face, begins to look like an anvil. So mm. like once my face is looking like an anvil, and I look down, and it pushes my beard up, and I can see my beard without looking down, I know it's too long. So then, you know, I go, they trim it. They trim it. My barber brushes it out as giant as he can get it, like humongous. And then the man is like standing face to face with me, cheek to cheek, just trimming my beard like it's a hedge. (laughs) Exactly like it's a hedge. Going straight down. And I I can't laugh because if I I laugh, he's completely messing up my face. But I'm just like, this is the same pattern that you would do if you were a landscaper it's the exact same so basically from then on it's just trying to keep that same look with a variety of oils some combs you know yeah. a wet brush these kind of things you know the hits for for the curly hair that kind of stuff amazing nice 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so did you ever think that you'd be working in the world of sports? Oh, definitely not. Uh, when I went to college, my degree was in health science and I wanted to work in the medical field somewhere. And that's what I was doing immediately after I graduated. I was uh, working for a pharmaceutical research company, uh, just literally messing around on the internet. And that's when um, like Blogspot was really hot and this new podcast, The Basketball Jones, started and I couldn't stop listening to these guys. And, you know, I should have been doing my work at my job, but instead I wanted to read about basketball on the internet and see all these jokes that were being made and listen to these cool things called podcasts. And through that, that's how I met Skeets and Tass. And eventually, you know, eventually my pharmaceutical research company, within four months, my research company closed down. So everybody was laid off. But oh, I had no. built enough relationships that I could work for Yahoo as a freelancer. At the same time, Skeets and Tass sold then the Basketball Jones as a TV show to a Canadian television network, which meant that Skeets would be leaving Yahoo, which meant that I would be able to take over Yahoo. And suddenly I was working in sports. And that's now 10 years ago today. And for me, it all happened with my pharmaceutical research company laying me off. I was Mm -hmm. so furious that day it happened. I was like, oh man, now I got to find a job. You know, I'd only been married at that time for about two years. So it's kind of a stressful time where I'm just like, oh, man, now I got to figure out how I'm going to provide. And I got a house right. payment. And I got all this stuff. And it ended up being the best thing that ever happened because within four months, I was doing something I love to do. And for 10 sure. years later, still are. It's really fun. Yeah, it's, it is like moments like that where you're kind of forced to like make decisions that you probably wouldn't do normally, like that change the course of your life, right? That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. I just think back to how bored and dead-ended I felt at that job, but how much of a loss it felt like to just not have that job. And Lose the stability know, and stuff. For, exactly. The stability, just having it, having a job, being able to pay for things, being able to support a family, like that was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see a way to be able to do that doing what I was doing because I thought I was just joking around, you know? I thought I was just yeah. messing around, but... um. Losing a job and being able to get the severance from it and be able to devote something, devote my time to doing something creative suddenly turned into being able to do something creative forever. So I'm very thankful. So were you just sort of like connecting with Skeets online, just like messaging them? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I would listen to the show every day. Um, at that time, I had a huge commute. I would drive an hour and 15 minutes both ways to the job I was working. So I had enough time to listen to wow. every one of the shows they put out and then I would listen to it on the way there because they were working normal jobs at the time too. So they would put the, they would get together early in the morning, record the episode, put it out. I'd be able to listen on my way to work. And then it's comment section time, hopping in their comments, hopping in the dead spend comments, hopping in the ball don't lie comments all over the place, you know, just kind of making my name known, connecting with people. You're putting the work in. That's right. (laughs) I was putting the work in and getting paid to do it by a completely different company. But you know, as long as they got the T1 line, I'm happy. Uh, so yeah, we just connected through that. Um, you know, it, it ended up being pretty weird because once they launched their video show, they were based in Toronto, which meant they couldn't use their Canadian credit cards for Vimeo. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll help. You guys can use my credit card. Pay me back. (laughs) They did. Wow. And I mean, that's kind of, (laughs) that's probably the basis (laughs) of the relationship. Uh, very soon after my wife and I got married, we visited there, we made some friends and, uh, a few years later, uh, they bl- brought me on, moved me up to Toronto, and the rest is history. That is so cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up back in Atlanta then? 
We came to Atlanta in 2013. We were working for The Score in Toronto at the time, doing mm-hmm. the Basketball Jones as a podcast and a, uh, a TV show. And then NBA TV bought the TV show as the starters and brought us down to Atlanta in 2013. We did that for the past six seasons. And then this summer, we signed with The Athletic to do daily podcasting. And over the summer, there was some talk about perhaps relocating. But since we've been here for six years, we've between the five of us that are on the show now, I think there are another five children. We've really put some roots down. You know, we've mm-hmm. been here for quite a bit of time. So we all like the... We love the city and we like uh, the weather and we like uh, just the right. way we're living down here. So nobody really wanted to leave. And uh, shout out to The Athletic. They were able to make it work where we're able to stay in Atlanta and continue doing what we love where we love it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're yeah. super happy in Atlanta. Y'all had some visa trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was some visa concerns for sure. Uh, from the turnover from ending with the starters to starting back as no dunks. It's just literally silly immigration stuff that just takes four to six weeks. Everything takes four to six weeks, mm-hmm. which means it yeah. takes six weeks, which means you're emailing every day. Do you need this? Do you need that? Do you right. need this? Do you need that? So yeah, a couple of the Canadian guys had to go back up to Toronto for a couple of months and mm-hmm. we were recording the show remotely during that time. And then they got back. Skeets got back, I believe in November, JD got back in December. And since then we've kind of been at full strength. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm actually Canadian too, so I understand the struggle. <laughs> yeah, Agata could be taken away from me at any moment. It's <laughs> scary. It's yeah. scary if stuff. That, I'll if tell that you, happens, I, we'll hit you up and, and ask what to do. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, it appears a lot of emailing with uh, various <laughs> entities, uh, but I remember going from the U.S. to Canada in 2011 when we moved to Toronto. And it was uh, the only thing that held us up was there was like randomly a postal strike for a month. It's like <laughs> just people in Canada weren't getting mail for a month. So like my application was just hanging out somewhere. But it seems so easy to go to Canada. Uh, yeah. So I guess not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys just started doing like YouTube versions of your podcasts. Um, how did you decide to do that? You just kind of wanted to be in front of the camera again or... Yeah, exactly right. We've yeah. just been in front of the camera for such a long time. Um, even prior to doing six years with NBA TV, the show existed as a video podcast on Vimeo for two years. So at this point, it's been eight years of pr- a presence on YouTube or Vimeo. And, you know, people used to see in our faces and us knowing what it entails to do it and how to do it um, as well. So I love it. It's like so it's such an interesting difference to like see people's faces while they're talking. Yeah. And Definitely. just like I don't know, it's it's kind of amazing and it's cool that JD is essentially like live directing cameras. <laughs> oh man, he's a he's a genius and he has been tinkering with it since basically the start of the year and finally got it going this week after many attempts at getting in the right stuff and adjusting the camera angles and the test shows, he's recording shows with his sons about survivor to figure out exactly what's oh going God. on. Cute. Hey, yeah. You gotta, you gotta search for buff bros on YouTube. There's a, there's one episode prior to the beginning of season 40. It's a okay. classic. You um, all seem like great dads. Yeah. Do you want to be our dads? Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're looking for new dads in addition to the ones we already have in case they're listening. Well, yeah, I love thinking you, Dad, about sorry. like, you know, I don't know. I've just been thinking about mentoring in general. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. Maybe just fathering. 
Yeah. Maybe fathering is the way to go. Just like internet fathering. Yeah. We, we want you father. to officially <laughs> adopt us though, paperwork and all. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes it easier for staying here yeah. as well, as long as Canada doesn't come calling. Should be good. <laughs> um, which player interview that you guys have done is your favorite? Um, I, I mean, there, there's a lot for a lot of different reasons. For me, the, the most amazing time that I ever had talking to players was after the 2016 finals. Uh, I had a locker room pass for after game seven. So I got to go in after the Cavs had pulled off this huge comeback mm-hmm. and like Tristan Thompson and Kyrie Irving are like, I love your show, man. And they're oh. able to quote moments from the show. And I was like, this what? is blowing my mind. Like this is the biggest <laughs> moment of this guy, these guys' lives at this point, you yeah. know, like Kyrie Irving just hit a game winning, a championship winning shot 20 minutes ago. He's like, Hey man, I love your show. Shout out to the starters. Like what? Oh my God. <laughs> so I mean, like Kyrie Irving could say the craziest stuff from here on out. And he does. <laughs> exactly right. And suddenly he's the VP of the players union. Who knows what's going to go on? And I'll 100% support him because he was he, because he gave me the tiniest bit of support in that moment. Uh, but, but I'm like, yeah, man, you're right. The world, maybe it is flat. We don't know. We haven't been to outer space. I love that. I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, so but yeah, cool. I mean, that for me, that was a really special moment for sure. Amazing. Um, what Was there an interview that you did not enjoy doing if you um, want to talk about uh, it yeah <laughs> uh there there's been a couple of interviews where we just asked a question that probably we shouldn't have asked mm-hmm. uh there are some people that we have interviewed who uh baron davis Mm-hmm. And he, as you remember, he was dating Laura Dern for yes, a period. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't have asked him about it, apparently. Uh, uh, he, so doesn't was, he doesn't yeah, like talking about he it. He didn't want to be asked about it. Um, unfortunately for us, we mm. like to work live. So mm. we did the show live. And <laughs> I mean, sometimes with the guests, we would be able to roll it in. But uh, that mm-hmm. was the only time we really, I feel like, uh, it got somebody pretty upset with the question. Which What, uh, you know, what did he enough. say after you asked him about it? He asked us. He's... And it's all on camera. He's like, do you have a wife? How's she doing? Do you have a wife? How's she doing? Do you have a wife? How's she doing? I'm like, and that's when I was like, uh-oh. uh-oh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so and that was like, I think the very last question we asked him. So, you know, like a super good vibe going into the commercial break yeah. where we all go ask him to go take a picture together. Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, understandable for him to be upset about being asked about his outside relationships. But right. also you're dating a very famous woman and the news is everywhere it's not like we're the first person to ever bring it up but Mm -hmm. uh that was certainly a tough moment Mm -hmm. was there one that you were like really nervous for that you're just like i can't believe i'm about to do this andrea guadala was the scariest one for me just because we have had not me in particular but lee had been out on uh on a shoot in golden state for the finals at one point and he just said he just said he didn't have a great interview with Iggy. Like, he's like, it's fine. It, it was nothing special. So I was like, okay. I know he can be a little bit testy with the media at times. And, you know, he he can be, just be a sarcastic guy in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little I was a little nervous going into it. And then he was awesome. He was like the nicest guy of all oh, time. This was great. after the news. This was during the finals last season. News had broken that we weren't going to be doing the starters after the end of the season. And he ends it and he's like, hey, man, I heard about your show. If I ever get enough money to buy a network, I'll have you guys on. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's and wild. Know, I, exactly. And it was like one of the last <laughs> interviews I ever did doing the starters. And I was like, I can't believe you said that on camera. You're the man. <laughs> and then as soon as we're done, the camera's off. He's like, 
and you were nervous about this. I'm all right, aren't I? I was like, yeah, man, you're awesome. <laughs> so Andre Godala, another guy I'm a huge fan of now. Oh, I love yeah. that. Um, you guys, you guys all seem like you're really um, getting along with each other at all times. Is there any behind the scenes drama or? jealousy or anything going on anyone, on the show that you want to give us a peek behind the curtain anyone get an interview that you wanted really badly <laughs> <laughs> um not really um i don't really think we have too much drama behind the scenes we are usually all getting along uh for the most part you know especially now with having a daily podcast there's so much time for everybody that it's like you're never getting squeezed at any point um mm. So uh, I would imagine perhaps the most jealousy the guys have had was I, I felt bad that I was the one that went to game one of the finals in Toronto last right. year because Skeets and Tass are both obviously huge Toronto Raptors fans. Right. Unfortunately, we had booked these kind of trips like months in advance where it's like, yeah, I'll be going to game one wherever that is. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being in Toronto. Luckily, though, we all got to go for game five. Uh, unfortunately, the Raptors lost that one, but it was awesome for <laughs> the four of us to be back in Toronto doing a live show from yeah, the finals. Cool. That was an incredible time. But yeah, I definitely felt bad being the one to go to Toronto for game one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was also great being there. Did you guys have, do you have any fun things that happened at um, NBA All-Star Weekend? I saw you guys were all there. Yeah, we did our live show at Shuba's and... Being from the Chicago area, Shuba's to me is a venue that I've been to a ton of times and it's one of my favorite venues in the entire city, mm-hmm. um, as well as a bunch of my friends. So when I told them, I'm like, we're going to be playing Shuba's, they're like, no way, that's incredible. Then we sold it out in less than a day. So I was Amazing. pumped about wow. that. Then we went there, did the show. Um, you know, I've got a ton of friends and family in attendance, that kind of stuff. My mom and dad are in town. Oh, cute. My dad's heckling me from, from <laughs> the front row. Yeah, I can't shut up about Dwight Howard missing his dunks in the dunk contest. I'm like, dad, relax, man. I'm like, I know that me and you, we like to talk back and forth. But I'm trying to work here. Uh, but it was great. Uh, the show was great. It was sold out. You know, my friends and family haven't really seen me in that scenario, the live show where we're Mm -hmm. kind of performing rather than just watching on TV, which is a a different experience. So it was really fun to do the show at Shuba's to have it be successful and then to have the show be successful for people that, you know, I want to impress for sure uh, in a a homecoming kind of show. So it Mm -hmm. it was a really fun time. That's that's great. Yeah, we're we want to go to the next next year's all-star weekend yeah we're hoping someday <laughs> we can make it out to one indianapolis yeah, yeah. maybe People put on a, a show we'll see. city yeah we'll be fun we'll see you there <laughs> <laughs> so you are trying to dunk this year is that right <laughs> that's my that's my project for 2020 literally coming full. along <laughs> still no dunks unfortunately <laughs> i mean luckily that's our podcast name but um <laughs> And I could dunk in high school, you know, a million mm. years ago. And How tall I could dunk. Are you? I'm six foot five. Okay. So it's not that impressive. And my dunks aren't cool. Like I can, mm. like when I say I could dunk, it's like I literally could. It, it could happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it could possibly happen a one handed dunk a few times. Uh, but I don't know when the last time was. But, so then every year, as a joke for a New Year's resolution, I'm like, I'm going to dunk this year. This is the year I'm going to get it back. This is the year I'm going to do it. Um, but for whatever reason this year, I'm like, I've gotten myself into decent shape. 
honestly, Kobe Bryant passed away. And to me, I was like, I got to attack something really hard here. What am I using my Mamba mentality on? Something I really want to do. <laughs> and for me, it was dunk. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's, no, like, it's great. It's a good project to work on to yeah. really like to like focus your brain on. Uh, if I was 6'5", I'd leg. do the same thing. And, and that's the thing. I'm like, I'm so I'm close enough right now that I feel like if I work hard, I can do it. Uh, mm. So that's a it's a nice feeling. And to have, a, you know, like the tiniest bit of success, it's like I could touch the rim with my first knuckle and now I can touch it with my second knuckle. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going the right way. At least how I'm not do you, going down. How does one like prepare for that? Are you doing like calf exercises or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, it's a multi-pronged approach for the first, the first thing I put it out there. I said, I'm going to try and dunk this year. And immediately the guy who is the coach for the NBA slam dunk contest, Chuck Milan is his name. He's like, Hey man, I'll be able to help you dunk. So I was like, okay, wow. if this guy knows, if this guy's going to help me, he would know better than anyone. Let's see what he says. So he put me in touch with a guy who gave me some jump exercises. So now I'm watching all these jump exercises on YouTube, like trying to get my hamstrings really, really strong. That's the main thing to me, it seems like, is my hamstrings. I got weak hammies. So I'm trying to help those hammies. And how do I do it? I go down to a patch. Uh, it's like a park with a tiny patch of concrete on it that one of the local families has put a basketball hoop on. And I'm just jumping by myself outside in the middle of a park for a half hour. I'm sure I look like a crazy person, <laughs> like just a guy, big floppy hair, just running and jumping, not even using a basketball, touching the rim over and over, sometimes not even touching the rim. I'm sure it looks crazy, but that to me isn't even the craziest part because every morning when I take a shower, I do 10 squats up to a calf raise. I got to be strengthening at all times. I just feel like my wow. legs aren't strong enough for it. So I appreciate uh, your commitment to this. No, I can't wait till it happens. and park jumps. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, <laughs> I will spend a year embarrassing myself in public, but I think it'll be worth it. I think that you should like create a whole fitness program. <laughs> the Trey Kirby jumping. method. Yeah. <laughs> the dunk method. <laughs> the dunk method. Um, all right. One final question. Um, do you want to ask this one? So you drafted us. <laughs> as the wild card on your NBA Twitter squad um, a while back. Do you have any like, you know, coach GM wisdom that you want to pass on to us for the rest or, or onto the whole team uh, that you drafted? Um, any, any direction you want us to see, it go, see us go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What can we do, be doing better? <laughs> do more. Yeah. That's, That's good the number advice. one for me. I would listen more. Um, people want to hear you more. Uh, you you guys do a daily show, which sounds so... I mean, I, I guess just like it must just take a lot to put a, a show out daily like that. Well, we've been doing it for a long time. That's yeah. part of it. And we have four of us who are on the mic pretty consistently. So that's a, that's a lot of it too, is that there are there's a lot of work, but there are a lot of us to be able to be doing the work and... Since we've been doing it for such a long time, we kind of just um, we kind of just have the chemistry down to it and the general way that things are run. And Skeets is a great host to know the timing of stuff, the ins and the outs of everything. And coming from doing a TV show for six years where we were putting out a live TV show every day, this definitely feels like less of a lift. Our, mm -hmm. our days have completely flipped. Before we would get in, we would plan the show, we would think about the show. But then we were waiting for all the video elements to get made. Wait, 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 wait. And then we go live at 6.30 at night. And that's when our show is every day. Now, 
We get in, we've planned the show basically through Slack, through Google Documents. We know what we're going to talk. So when we're sit- sitting down, it's like the first time we're seeing each other basically that day. So we're ready to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that that's certainly an advantage is the, the energy is just so good to be able to show up and be ready to work on stuff. And then, you know, we, we do our pre-planning in the, in the nights and we pre-plan kind of our, we have our daily show and then we have these additional shows, which are a little bit uh, different in scope. And we just kind of work on that throughout the day, you know, finish recording the daily show and then figure out what the next thing's going to be. But, uh, but being able to divide the labor between five of us is certainly an advantage. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next segment called Previously on Basketball. So, uh, so much happens in a week that we can't possibly cover it all, which is why we wrap it up in Previously on Basketball. Previously on Better Call Saul. Basketball. <laughs> James Harden escalates beef with Giannis. Beautiful Kelly Oubre Jr. tears his beautiful meniscus. Joel Embiid is fined $25,000 for cursing and flipping off Kevin Herter. Don't hurt her. <laughs> Timberwolves are fined $25,000 for arresting D'Angelo Russell. Steph Curry is poised to return after four months off. Katie thinks players should be allowed to smoke weed. Sue Bird resigns with the storm. Clay Thompson still has a flip phone. <laughs> um, okay, maybe I feel like we should talk about Joel Embiid. Uh, Agata and I just went and saw the Sixers um, play against the Clippers today. And I, don't, I don't think he was there. He wasn't there. Yeah. He uh, has been injured, so he wasn't playing for sure. Mm. But he flipped off poor little Kevin Herter. Don't hurt her. <laughs> offensive huh i I was so bugged by that why did he flip him off well okay what so the game was like basically over and the hawk who was winning the sixers must have been winning yeah i think so yeah sixers must have been winning exactly right and bead had had a crazy game he's dribbling off the clock and herder steals the ball from behind (laughs) so Embiid just drops the finger on him um He did apologize like immediately afterwards, which I thought was very nice of him because there's this was also the game where Embiid like went for a career high and he hit right. a step back three and he's like dancing to the crowd and celebrating and doing, which you was know, cute, holding his hand up to the ear. Mm-hmm. Certainly yeah, cute. I liked that. Certainly, I don't mind. I, I love getting the crowd hyped. I love that. But you can't love get a mad dance. then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not. It's entertainment. You're having fun. You know. Yeah. You, and uh, Embiid especially seems to be such a. Uh, such a personality driven guy where he's like, if I'm having fun, I'm playing well. So right. it really goes hand in hand. You got to see it. But then Herder pulled a Len, stole his sunshine straight from behind that, that I think that Embiid was just like, man, you're really, you're really bringing me down right here. I got to drop the <laughs> fingers on you. But if you're celebrating that hard with like 50 seconds left yeah. in a blowout game, you can't get that mad if the other guy's like, well, I don't like being celebrated like that. I'm just going to steal a little from you. <laughs> so I think that's why Embiid immediately was like, I get it. I was, I was being silly. He yeah. was being silly. We're just two silly guys out here and that's okay. Imagine someone as big as Joel Embiid being mad at you. <laughs> Imagine oh, yeah. that big finger. Yeah. That big bird in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so scared. <laughs> um, I'm also a big fan of Kevin Herter. He's just, he looks like a child. He looks like a child playing basketball. 
<laughs> a giant he baby. He's a young boy. I feel tough. It's a tough look for him when they have to wear the peach tree jerseys. Yeah. It's just like, it's a little too much peach. I really man, love the peach tree jerseys, oh, actually. Uh, I'm really on board with that. I love the peach tree jerseys. Uh, yeah. My daughter asked for Christmas. She's like, Daddy, can I have a Trey Young jersey? I was like, absolutely. I got you. Dude. What do you Cute. want? She's like, red or black? It's like, cool. You're getting the peach tree. Didn't tell her. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> You're getting the peach tree. These Amazing. ones are sweet. It's going to be in the house. She opens it up immediately. I was hoping for the red one. I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh. No. The peach tree one is way better She'll than the red one. She'll thank you years from yeah. now for the peach tree one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just like casually like bring out a jersey and be like, man, do you look how cool this was? And it's like, yeah, wow, that is cool. But like, that's not what you thought when you were five. She's like going off to college. You're like, remember this jersey? <laughs> All right, let's uh, watch a clip of Giannis making a joke about Harden during the All Star draft. I'm between Kim by Trey Young. Wait, you don't, want, I gotta the, go. you don't want the dribbler? <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody that's going to pass the ball. That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> harsh burn. Yes. Um, <laughs> got him. Yeah, got him. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. The guy doesn't like to pass the ball. No. Um, all right. So then Harden responds to these comments. You know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I got to actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill. Oh, man. I'll take that any day. Pretty rude response, if you ask me. (laughs) A couple of rude boys. Yeah. I mean, I think Giannis was joking around and Harden was clearly hurt by these comments. Um, Yeah. Like, Giannis, trying to make the argument that Giannis doesn't have basketball skills is like, what? No no one's on your side with this, buddy. (laughs) Like... He's not yeah. just a big Tough boy. Stance, for sure. It's like you picked maybe the most skilled guy this size <laughs> right. ever to say this about. But what an unexpected beef. Giannis and James Harden. Like I know. They've been <laughs> circling each other a little bit for the past couple seasons. You know, Harden had this stuff over, over the summer where he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, the narrative was set early in the season that Giannis was going to win it and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that was just festering under the surface. And suddenly it's all coming out right now. Uh, it's great. It's like they're both just taking little side swipes at each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we have one more, one more clip of Giannis talking about it after Harden made his beef comments. Um, he hasn't been back and forth. Like I'm, I'm not that type of guy. I've never tried to take stabs. And some, somebody, um, maybe sometimes uh, might come out like that, but I'm definitely not. I'm just trying to do my job, which is win games and go back home to my family and my kids. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel so bad for him because, like, he, yeah, he's not trying to be, like, a tough guy. He's not trying to be out here, like, starting shit. And Harden is, like, one of the one of the toughest dudes in the whole league. Yeah, he hates on people pretty often yeah it seems like also he hates on whoever wins the mvp because he wants <laughs> yeah, it so he bad lo- he loves an mvp award but uh <laughs> i mean it's tough to really come back from it yeah i just want to go hang out with my kid like what's james harden supposed to say now he'd be like well i'm gonna go to a strip club yeah enjoy <laughs> yeah. have fun yeah. <laughs> um and then uh Anastasia's boy, Steph Curry, is on his way back. My little Steffi, we saw him holding his wife up by the butt cheeks. Uh, <laughs> that hand's working. And that was actually, I think, part of his physical therapy. Yeah. I heard um, that he's supposed to lift his wife up by the butt twice a day. They do it <laughs> regularly. Come here, honey. <laughs> um, but he, he's been practicing. He looks pretty good. Um, it'll be interesting because... 
personally, I still don't know if they're going to win games because, uh, I mean, they're not going to win it's games a mess. this season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, playoff push. But even next season, I mean, I think these these guys are, you know, they're getting up there in years. I'm sure they're still very skilled shooters, but they're not going to have the speed and agility they used to. We'll see what happens. But still excited to see him on the court again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for Steph Curry to come back. It, that was like one of the most exciting things coming into the season was, oh, we're going to get to see Steph Curry be full power Steph Curry again. Right. You know, with Kevin Durant being mm-hmm. gone, he's going to be able to be, go crazy. And then it lasted for four games. And now the Warriors are suddenly the worst team in the league. But it'll be exciting just to have him back to see him going crazy. And I think it's worth it just, you know, to at least have him play a little bit next to Andrew Wiggins and see if they can... Vibe. know who each other are so that maybe perhaps the Warriors can be back a little bit next season because you know this is a lost season 100% for them Draymond Green just gets kicked out of games whenever he feels like he doesn't want to play anymore I don't blame him yeah They're like just taking a gap year basically so hopefully yeah. it pays off for sure um also just want to say I'm super excited that Subert re-signed with the Storm who knows what's going to happen with the team but um it'll be cool to see her play again and uh just excited for the WNBA season to start. Is Sue Bird considered the greatest of all time WNBA player? Or I, is she amongst those considered? I would say that she is amongst those considered. All time is hard. I think right now her and Diana Taurasi mm. are like pretty neck and neck and they're friends. So I think that helps <laughs> the argument. Sure. Um, but all time, gosh, that's hard. I, Sue Bird is so good. It's it's hard to argue that she shouldn't be in the top five, I would say. Yeah, and it's like she's been one of the best players in the league since the very beginning of when she came into the league, right? Like, yeah. That's the yeah. impossible thing to do. I mean, same with Tarazi. I feel like they're you know, very similar to LeBron, where it's like you come into the NBA and suddenly you're the best player there is and you remain the best player there is. You got to be pretty special there, but... I don't know. I'm just always trying to teach my girls about the history of it as well. And to mm-hmm. me, it's just, I just want to show them Candace Parker highlights over and over oh and God. over again. hundred percent. This is biased because she grew up like half an hour from where I grew up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to think she's the best no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. But also I want them to have those handles, you know, I want them to be tall and play inside and outside. <laughs> Do they play basketball now? Uh, my youngest likes basketball a little bit more. That, well, she likes playing basketball a little bit more. The older is a perfectionist. So if she misses one shot, she's ready to shut it down for the day. Oh, no. But the other <laughs> I know one has the feels. stick-to-itiveness. And she's a lefty. I'm thinking mm. she might be, a, might be a Zach Randolph-like kind of character. Nice. We'll okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next segment, our donkeys. Um, so we're doing things a little differently today. Um, we don't have a game, so we're just going to give out donkeys for the week. And donkeys are awards for arbitrary categories that we give out to literally anything that happened. Um, so let's give out some donkeys. Donkeys! All right. So we always give out most points. So producer Gabe actually <laughs> calculated who had the most points this week. <laughs> and surprisingly, the answer is Atlanta Hawks. The, they wow. were the team with the most points for Five, the week. 502. And the player with the most points was Bradley Beal. With 180 a certified cutie. Certified, certified cutie, Bradley. cutie Bradley Beal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, congratulations. Are you, are you? Would you say you're a Hawks fan, Trey? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll root, root, root for the home team, you know, <laughs> just like anybody. Like uh, they are now my number two team after the Bulls ahead of my number three team, the Toronto Raptors, who were my number two team when we lived there. So yeah, of, of course I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cheer for the home team as long as it's, they're not playing against the Bulls and my kids are growing up liking the Atlanta Hawks. So of course oh, yeah. I'm going to support them. And right. you know, they have some fun players around now too. So if, uh, if the girls want to get into Trey Young, fine by me. Sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Great guy. All right. Next up we have best dunk. Um, We've got what? What do you guys think for, as far as memorable dunks? Alex Crusoe had a tip dunk this week. That's didn't he? right. Had a big tip dunk where they all immediately started celebrating by putting their uh, fake headbands on and like, <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That was pretty cool. And it's like if LeBron James has a, a celebration waiting for you, you you've already made it. Yeah, I'm really into that. Yeah, um, LeBron had a dunk on Josh Hart, which makes me mm-hmm. sad because I love Josh Hart so much. <laughs> that was, yeah. Meme King Josh Hart. It was good. <laughs> and he posted a photo of it, which is like an extra burn <laughs> on top of dunking on him. He's like, you've made it on my Instagram grid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Agata's boy, Bam Adebayo, had a big windmill dunk. That was cute. Uh, but I kind of agree about yeah, Caruso. Let's give it to Caruso. And this he's was what? good, and uh, I don't know what is it a missed dunk of the week? Ja Morant tried to dunk on Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis took a charge, so Ja didn't quite finish it, but it looked like he was going to. We can, uh, yeah. That guy's crazy, man. I I feel so scared when Ja Morant goes into Me the lanes. Too. He's gonna he's get hurt at some point, so like in good. a bad way. Did he's you so see? Good and so young and so skinny. Yeah. Did you see when he met Obama, and Obama said, "Be careful, young man, when you're doing those dunks." <laughs> He knows. He knows. He's like, I'm old. It's not going to last forever, man. You're going to get hurt sometime. It's Imagine not Obama to saying that to you. Uh, I would take any advice Obama Obama gave me. I know for real. About anything. Talk about somebody you want to be your dad. Oh yeah, he's America's dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have um, an award here called the Nice Try Award uh, for Kyle Lowry attempting to go through George Hill's legs, <laughs> but he just yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> He just kind of like catapulted him into the air mostly. He like stood up too soon or didn't get low enough. What was he doing? What was the ultimate goal, do you think? Do you think he was trying to go 100% through the legs? Because I I mean, what are you going to do? That's not a fast move. Not very sneaky. I want to believe that it was an accident. He just fell forward (laughs) and, and was not trying to go between his legs because the idea that someone would think, oh, this is a cool, fun thing to do. (laughs) Just is baffling. So I want to believe it was an accident and he just kind of like fell forward. But it really looks like he was trying to go between his legs. I mean, an accident makes more sense than trying to to put your body (laughs) between somebody's legs. Unless you're in a swimming pool and you're playing like dolphin park or whatever you want to call that. (laughs) That's what me and my sister called it. That's what we call it. A little mermaid. Um, all right. Next award is called the Above It Award, and we're giving it to Giannis for not only acting like he doesn't care about this beef with Harden, but also Drake was really getting up in his face this week, yes. and he was trying mm. to be as annoying as possible, which is kind of his mo. Um, saying this as a former Drake fan, uh, <laughs> I get why everyone thinks he's annoying now. <laughs> um, but ha- there's something about Giannis that, like, he's just like. 
I don't even, I don't even need to think about you, dude. Like get out of my, you're like a fly buzzing in my face. Like yeah. get the fuck out. Um, and Giannis yeah. is just chill. He's just like a chill Greek dude. He just wants to eat some cheese and yeah, he just wants to do his thing and play basketball and hang out with his newborn baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just so unbothered by everything. Uh, people will say whatever they want about him and then he will either just laugh it off or just dunk on your face. It's one of the <laughs> two. It's like, am I getting, am I getting the, the happy, the happy blow off or am I getting the angry blow off? I think you're, you generally want to get the happy one. Uh, but I don't know. I guess yeah. uh, the Bucks play the Rockets one more time. We might see the angry one at some point. Right. Angry Giannis. I yeah. don't want to picture it. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give the butt stain award to James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't actually see this. Agata told me about it. Gabe, will you pull up a photo? Um, so James Harden was wearing white shorts and always a risky choice. Yeah. So there, my opinion. there was a shot of him on the ground um, and you can see his butt crack um right here the fourth one yeah um and you know it looks like it looks discolored (laughs) but um nick wagger made the observation that he thinks it could just be swamp ass which is possible i mean it it doesn't i think the the immediate conclusion that a lot of people jumped to was he shit his pants which to me i think that wouldn't look like that no no that would not look like that no and he could have sat in some coca-cola i mean who knows (laughs) it's gotta be something right i mean to me i mean full full log no way full shit no way (laughs) there's no log there's no way yeah yeah not not possible but it might have been a shart yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking a shart mixed with a with a lot of sweat and like spandex ooze i don't know you know just (laughs) everything um let's give best snack to lebron uh eating red vines on the bench doesn't that feel like a no-no though to eat on the bench i'm into it do you think they paid him like a million dollars red vines vines? yeah (laughs) well i'm sure they were pumped like when if you saw lebron sitting there just eating any sort of product you had like if i just happen to see lebron like they cut to him on the bench and he's scrolling through podcasts he's like oh there's dunk town there's no dunks (laughs) Like, whoa. <laughs> instantly it's like the biggest bump you could possibly get yeah but imagine i would complete i would, oh, I I would die if he at any time it became apparent that he had heard of dunktown yeah <laughs> not even listened to an episode just heard that it existed absolutely um best comment we have to give it to rihanna commenting on that aforementioned lebron dunk post and she said anyway check on heart <laughs> <laughs> amazing so she's a you know she's a huge lebron fan as we know and have discussed many times on the show um imagine like not only did you get dunked on and not only did lebron post you on his instagram grid getting dunked on but now rihanna's coming in to really rub salt into the wound oh man poor josh hart is sitting at home on his toilet scrolling through instagram (laughs) and he sees that (laughs) that's heartbreaking yeah I would quit. I would I would leave the league immediately. I think he's he's already he's so he's the internet's like beloved um sad boy yeah. of the NBA. <laughs> no one high fives him. Um his facial expressions. I mean, he just has this puppy dog face. Mm-hmm. I think that he'll he'll come back from this. All right. Yeah, if there's anybody who could take it, it's him. He's like he's he's playing the other guy in a movie at all times. Exactly. It kind of feels like okay. he's like, oh me again, oh man. <laughs> 
Do you have any um, donkeys you'd like to give out, Trey? Do you guys have an OK Boomer Award? Oh, my gosh. That's a good one. I'd like to give it to Trevor Ariza. Okay. Trey Young tried to nutmeg him on Sunday. Tried to go through his legs on a fast break. Ariza just body checks him into the crowd <laughs> after the game. He says this to Jason Quick at The Athletic. I told him, don't do that shit again. Not to me, at least. I mean, I never made an all-defensive team or none of that shit, and he's an all-star, so he can be creative by ways to get around me. But all the, like, funnies? I'm not with the funnies. <laughs> I don't like the funnies. <laughs> oh, okay, I did see this on Twitter, but I didn't understand what nutmeg meant in this context. It's when you bounce the ball in between the legs of the defensive player. Mm. And yeah, he's the king of it kind from? of right now. Yeah, he's killing it. He's done it so many times. Um, mm. But I was just dying. I'm not with the funnies. What what is in 2020. That's <laughs> the least toughest way to say that, Trevor Reza. <laughs> Amazing. No, no, I'm not with the funnies. Um, you guys talk a lot about pigeons. Um, what does that mean? It's like the ball goes on top of the basket or something? Yeah, exactly. For us, there are three general kinds of, we call them ball stalls. Number one, the most famous, of course, the wedgie. When the ball right. stuck between the rim and the hoop. Happens fairly often. Uh, the pigeon is when it gets caught like on the top, exactly like, you know, it takes a super high bounce and sits up there wherever kind of behind it. Like it looks like a pigeon perched on a ledge or something like that. And then the most rare of all is when the ball just like stops right on the back of the rim, just stops there for like whatever wow. reason. It just bounces a million times and stops. We call that one a ledgy, the wedgie, the ledgy and the pigeon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, there w- I'm pretty sure there was... Some kind of ball stall this week because I saw these pictures of um, who was it? Someone was holding one of the little sweepers trying to like poke it down. <laughs> oh yeah, um, they definitely they definitely had Boban do it, which to, oh it was Boban come a bit because it's so funny. I think um, a couple of weeks ago, you know, Kristaps Porzingis is very tall, so he's there for the Mavericks. He goes, they got a pigeon. He's trying to poke the thing out with the sweeper, which is hilarious in itself that that's the way that the NBA gets a ball unstuck from there. Is they're like, <laughs> just find a tall guy and give him a broom. Like, which we is have all any- these tall guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, okay, we don't actually need to figure this problem out. We'll just do what anybody does when something gets stuck. Find the tallest guy and say, can you get that? Usually they can. For whatever reason, Chris Dapps couldn't get it. So then Boban comes over and he's just the, uh, enough taller that he gets it out. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Um, so then he has whatever quote he has after he's like, yeah, I guess he wasn't big enough for that one. It happened again this past week, like you're saying. So instantly it's Boban time. He goes and like, as he's getting the sweeper, like the crowd is going crazy. Like, you know, like it's WrestleMania and this guy's a surprise entrance into the ring and he's suddenly coming down. They're just going nuts that he's getting the sweeper to knock the ball out. He knocks it out. They go crazy. Like it's the greatest accomplishment of all time. And he's really just getting a ball that's stuck. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I'm going to give a ball stall hero to Boban uh, then. Big time. Um, we have one last word. It's a special one. It is cutie of the week. And I want to give it to, I think we'd all agree, maybe, to give it to Zion for getting custom beats for all of his teammates. <laughs> what a flex. <laughs> I it, wouldn't it's say so no. nice. He, I, how do you feel about Zion's uh, mini season that he's had? I hope it doesn't end. I'm so rooting for the Pelicans to make the playoffs now. That just so that we can see Zion play more because I don't know. It, it was so cool. exciting coming into the season. Everybody's like, man, this guy's going to be the greatest. This guy's going to be the greatest. He gets hurt instantly. 
finally he comes back and he's the greatest right away. So I don't know. it's just been exciting to watch him. And I don't know. I feel like we're still waiting for his first massive highlight. Like it was so cool in his first game when he made all those threes in a row, but we yeah. haven't seen him, you know, dunk on Rudy Gobert or, you know, have a 360 on a fast break. There's still some exciting things to happen, no doubt. And I just hope they happen this season. Me too. Nice. All right. Well, who won the donkeys? I think we all did. We There's all like did. no one that got two donkeys. Okay. Well, then everybody wins. Um, awesome. Well, let's talk about next week. Next week, we are covering the Philadelphia 76ers and the Golden State Warriors. So uh, that game's on March 7th. So watch it or just listen to our episode and we'll tell you everything important that happens. Yeah, you don't need to watch it. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's move on into our mail basket. Today we have a voicemail. Hey, Dunktown, this is uh, Mike Martinez calling in from Texas. Hey, I got a question for y'all. I know that y'all want to sit front court one of these days and you have front court seats. My question is this. When that happens, and I hope it happens for you guys soon, will you guys order snacks and drinks and stuff like that? Or will you just go with something safe like a bottle of water? Because as you guys know, snacks and drinks could end up being all over you, you know, because the player <laughs> comes in after a ball or the ball hits you or referee knocks over a tray full of drinks right in front of your face. I thought about it myself and like I usually want to get like nachos or something, but I don't know. I'd rather uh, eat my nachos than wear them at home. <laughs> so I might be conservative if I was sitting front court. Anyway, can't wait to hear what you guys think about this and uh, love the show. Love y'all. Take care. Cute. Thank you, Mike Martinez from Texas with your great accent. Love it. Um, Such a I, good question. It is a great question. Um, I think the thing that, you know, normal people going to games don't realize is that when you're sitting courtside, you get access to a special food and drink unlimited Buffet extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. It would yeah. almost be rude to not order it. Yeah, exactly. So you're either ordering or you're going back there and you're just loading up a plate full of mashed potatoes or something. <laughs> um, but if, okay, ig- ignoring that, if we were to like get our own stuff and people do eat in their seats, obviously from that big drink spill, actually Trey, do you have thoughts about on this? You could go first. Personally, I'm ordering a massive, <laughs> massive plate of whatever it is. I want to order the sloppiest things mm. and I want to order as many of them as I can because a drink spill or a tray spill on the sideline of a game, even if you're getting covered in stuff, it's hilarious. It's and great. you're going to look back I'm, at it I at agree. all times and be like, remember that time I had nachos and sour patch kids all over me because we were sitting courtside for the Clippers? Yeah. Like you, I mean, yeah, maybe you would like to enjoy your stadium nachos but and you're not missing out if they're all over you you're probably getting hooked up with a jersey from the team store anyway so yeah it's a double win you'll get your nachos at some point and you're having a classic memory my only thing i i completely agree with you like it would be kind of amazing if i were i would love that i were in that clip that gets played on twitter of like drinks being spilled everywhere but my only thing is I don't know if I want to be like on TV with my hands covered in (laughs) cheese, just like mowing down on some nachos or like today I got a honey biscuit and I've said it before. So sticky. Turns you into Winnie the Pooh (laughs) immediately. (laughs) 
Yeah. My paws were covered in honey. <laughs> I definitely would be a lot more self-conscious about it. I'd be like thinking like, mm, well, I don't want to be in the background of this like hardened dribble and I'm just like <laughs> stuffing my face with a hot dog. <laughs> but the truth is I will, I will, I will fully take advantage of that VIP buffet um, when it happens, which thank you for saying it will be soon. I agree. <laughs> um, and I will, you know, load up and, and get a big margarita or whatever. And hopefully uh, LeBron will back it up into me. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah. I, I, I probably would get, get the buffet. You know, hopefully I'd get there early enough that I could just like eat before the game starts and then just have my like very cool te- tequila and tonic like in my hand. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, Ugh, God willing, we sit courtside sometime. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mike, for sending the great question. Um, if you want to send us something, you guys can always leave us a message on our cutie hotline. It's 903-420-DUNK. You can also email us at hi at dunk.town. Tell us about your favorite team, your players, what's going on, what did we miss? We're always happy to hear about it. Um, Trey, thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you so much. Is there anything oh, you'd like to thank plug? Thank you so much for having me on. And the only thing I want to plug is No Dunks. You can follow us anywhere at No Dunks Inc. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're even on Podbean. You guys on Podbean? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, Gabe. I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was a thing either. <laughs> Suddenly, I heard about Podbean. It was my instant favorite podcast service. <laughs> Gotta have my beans. <laughs> That's a Gabe question. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I we'll highly recommend everyone watch your um, YouTube videos because it is just it's just fun. It's fun to see what you guys are wearing i saw i saw you trey in a big pink or peach hoodie it was awesome oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, puka shell necklaces you guys gonna be in on puka summer wearing puka shell necklaces <laughs> oh. all summer <laughs> all right hey, i mean you got two months we'll basically to decide if you want to be in to, and to find the perfect necklace do we have to sign a contract if we are in <laughs> Well, I, I think you'll just know. It's more of a state of mind. Like when you're okay. really chilling, you'll think, oh, if only I had my pooks. You know, mm. I feel like that's aspirational for me. Like I I want to be at that mental state. Mm. I want to be in a puka shell summer state of mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm forcing it, honestly, wearing puka shells in February. It's much too early. But Dreams I'm just trying, can't come I'm just trying to get there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Yes, thank you. And thank you so much to all of our cute listeners. As always, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us, and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song. 